Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm AJ Hook, author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Join my VIP program, get those bonus movie lessons for the Matrix. It's called the Red Pill Movie Course. Free extra bonus only for VIP members. Join at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Commit, don't quit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Continuing with The Hobbit today. First a note, I'm going to try something new with the show. Obviously, I have been very, very busy. Uh, like I said, I'm doing some, uh, working on some therapy with one of my babies. There's, I'm just very, very busy right now. So what I'm going to try to do so I can do more shows is to do shorter shows. Keep it about 30 minutes, something like that. So I'm going to go more quickly through with the shows and limit the time, hopefully, then I can do the show more frequently, more often, if I keep the time shorter. All right, let's just jump right in, not waste time. The Hobbit, chapter five today. Riddles in the dark. Now, for the whole story of Lord of the Rings, you know, the big story, the, the full, you know, all the books, The Hobbit, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King. This chapter's... Uh, probably the most important chapter of The Hobbit Be in connecting it to the bigger story. Now, when I first when I first uh, heard and read The Hobbit, of course I had no idea. I didn't know that this was so important. So anyone, if, if you don't know about the whole story, if you don't know about the Lord of the Rings story, then uh, it's not obvious. It's not obvious that this chapter is so super important but of course when you later read the other books or if you already know if you've seen the movies you realize of course that um you know the rest of this story the hobbit is kind of a nice adventure it's a nice story but it doesn't the rest of the story doesn't really connect to the lord of the rings but this chapter does because in this chapter bilbo finds the one ring of power and again, like keeping with this idea that the the style of writing in The Hobbit is very different than the other books, The Lord of the Rings. Very different. I mentioned that it's lighter, it's um, there's more humor. And uh, you know, on purpose, Tolkien, the writer, he does not the, the Hobbit is kind of like a very light introduction to Lord of the Rings. And so he he doesn't tell you in The Hobbit. He doesn't tell you uh, the full meaning of things. Like in this chapter, we have no idea what that this is. This ring is super important. We have no idea this ring uh, can be super 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 powerful. It just seems like a magic ring that makes you invisible. That's all. Um, and really, for the whole story, we have no idea. Right? It's only in the later books that we realize that this is the one ring of power. So, let's just go through, I'll summarize the chapter. Remember Bilbo had fallen down 
and he hit his head. He finally, he, he kind of rolls off, rolls down into the dark and he wakes up and there's no one around. It's completely dark. He's on a stone floor. And, uh, you know, it says, imagine his fright. So he's full, full, full of fear, right? He's now by himself alone. He's confused. His head hurts. Um, So it's really, really terrible for poor little Bilbo. He's terrified. He's super, super, super afraid. So he doesn't know what to do. So he just starts crawling around on the floor, right? He can't see anything. And... uh, this is when he finds the ring. He f- he's crawling and he feels something metal. It's the ring, right? So it just seems like luck or fate, destiny, whatever. Uh, it's explained in a different way in Lord of the Rings what happened because the ring is has is almost conscious. The the ring has a uh, has is such power that the ring wants to escape. This is what we find out in in Lord of the Rings. The ring wants to get out and get back to its master, Sauron, the evil one. Um, So it actually wanted Bilbo to find it, right? Or somebody to find it. But anyway, we don't know about any of that in this book. In The Hobbit, it's much simpler. So he says, now this is a point, I put it in blue here, if you're watching on video. It says, it was a turning point in his career, but he did not know it. So this is kind of something I think is a nice... um, point about life in general that many times we have a turning point in our life in other words there's some event or some decision something in our life that will in fact completely change our life a turning point means your life turns into a very different direction right so because he finds this ring we'll see even though you know Bilbo doesn't know it's the ring of power. Bilbo's not really involved in that. It's Fro, you know, his it's it's his nephew Frodo uh, later. But in the rest of this book, in the rest of this book, The Hobbit, he uses the ring to become invisible. So this ring gives him some power now, right? It gives him something. Before he's just a weak little guy, but now he can become invisible. He'll he'll figure this out event soon, and uh, this will allow him for the rest of this book to be a little more heroic, right? To do uh, to do more things, to have a, kind of a special power that where he can start helping the dwarves and not just being afraid and small all the time. He can actually become useful. So this that so it's a turning point. It's, it's a big change in his life, but he did not know it. And this is the part I think that we can all realize in life. I can look back in my life and see this. I think uh, a lot of us can who are older, that many times in life when we have a turning point, we make a decision uh, or something happens, we don't realize in that moment, we often don't realize at that time how important it is. It just seems like, it doesn't seem like a big deal. He just finds some ring on the floor. He has no idea. He just puts it in his pocket. Doesn't think about it anymore, right? Because he's got bigger problems right now. He's, he's lost and alone and he's super scared. Um, and there's all these goblins running around. So he's terrified right now. He doesn't realize how important this event is. And this often happens in our own lives that we will make a decision and maybe it just seems like a small decision in the moment. Right? We'll, do, we'll take an action. We'll do something a little different. And it doesn't feel that like a big deal. But it 
it it's a turning point in our life it it turns our life into a different into a different direction towards a different direction and later in the future we can look back and we realize wow that one moment was actually very important so in other words we should um just be aware that sometimes Things that seem small right now, decisions or actions that seem small now, can actually have a very big effect on your life later. Okay, so what does he do first? Again, he's not an instant hero, Bilbo, which I like about it. It's it's a message to all of us that it's okay to be afraid. So the first thing he does, he says he gives himself up to complete miserableness. So the first thing he does, does he stand up and say, I'm a hero, Uh I will face this challenge? No, he sits down and he feels miserable, totally, completely unhappy. He just sits down. He's completely without hope. He's completely miserable. He just imagines himself uh, cooking (laughs) breakfast frying bacon and eggs in his kitchen at home. He He just imagines his home and wishing he was there, right? So this is his first reaction. It's a natural reaction. He felt crushed. Crushed means like destroyed, right? Completely without hope, totally terrified. Gandalf's not around. The door, this is the first time he's totally by himself. Nobody to save him in this super, super dangerous, horrible situation. And he feels miserable. He feels unhappy. He feels terrified. All normal. And so it's another message to all of us that sometimes when when we're in a really hard situation, it's okay to feel terrible. It's okay to wish you were somewhere else. It's okay to feel horrible. But what's important is what he does next. He feels around and he realizes he still has his knife. His his for him it's like a little sword. Because he hid it in his pants, the goblins didn't get it. So it was very lucky for him. And so he takes it out. It has, it's kind of glowing blue a little bit because it's magical and it glows blue when goblins are around. And uh, he thinks, what can, what can I do? And this is the important part. Even though he's uh, terrified, he feels a little better with the sword. But he decides, oh, he's got to take action. He can't just sit there forever feeling terrible. So he, he thinks, should I go back? Can't do that. So I go to the side. I don't know that I'll get lost. So he decides, go forward. The only thing to do is to go forward. And this is a message for life. When you're terrified, when you're having a horrible situation, when everything's bad, what can you do? The only thing to do is keep going forward. Keep moving forward. You're scared. You're confused. You have no idea. What can you do? Don't stop just feeling hopeless, move forward. Even though you're still afraid, keep moving forward. Very nice message there. So that's what he does. He just keeps going forward. He goes down, 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 down in the dark. Down and down for like most of the day. He goes down, down, down. And then finally, he finds water. There's an underground like little lake, little pond. And uh, he's like, oh no, it's blocking the path. He can't go any farther. So, oh, he doesn't know what to do. It's just this cold water. And this is where he meets Gollum. Gollum, which is, uh, who is, uh, you know, a very important character in the later books. And Gollum is the one who had the ring, who lost the ring. So, 
as we'll see. So he goes down, and there's Gollum. Gollum, if you've seen the movies, he's got big eyes. He's He looks like a little monster, right? He's got these giant eyes because he lives in the dark, so he can see in the dark. Uh, and then he has this little kind of uh, disgusting little dark body without hair, like a little monster. He's slimy. Slimy means he's kind of wet all the time, like a fish. And he's kind of on, he's on, he's on the lake, he's rowing around, he's kind of on this, he has a little tiny boat, and he lives on a little island in the pond, in the little lake. And he sees Bilbo, because he can see in the dark. And he's curious about Bilbo, he's not, normally he would just kill Bilbo and eat him, right? Because Gollum, what Gollum would do, would use the ring, the invis, the, the, would make him invisible, he'd put on the ring and then he would, he attacks goblins and he eats them. <coughs> he also eats fish. And... He's not super hungry at the moment, but he's very curious because he sees Bilbo. He's some Bilbo's not a goblin, so he's like, "What is that thing?" So he he decides not to kill Bilbo immediately. He wants to go see what he is. He's curious, so he goes up and he you know he surprises Bilbo and scares Bilbo, of course. And he asks him, you know, "What are you?" And Bilbo says, "I'm Bilbo Baggins." This is important because Gollum learns his name. That, that becomes important in the later books. And, uh, but then Gollum notices he has the sword. So now Gollum realizes, I need to be careful. I can't just attack him. He might hurt me. He doesn't know. He doesn't know if Bilbo's strong or weak. He doesn't know anything. So, um, they just, Gollum kind of decides to try to trick him. And he says, let's, let's, let's do some riddles. Let's make riddles. And they have a riddle contest. And Gollum says, okay, if I win the contest, then I'm going, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> and uh, if you win, I'll show you how to get out. Because Bilbo tells him that he's lost and he wants to get out. And Bilbo, you know, what? Bilbo has no choice. He's down there. He's alone. He can't do anything. So Bilbo just, he's just, oh, okay, okay. And so then they, they have a bunch of different... Um, Riddles, back and forth, back and forth, various riddles, guessing, guessing. And you know, Gollum starts getting more and more uh, impatient, right? He's starting to get frustrated because uh, a couple times Bilbo asks him a couple difficult riddles and uh, uh, he almost he almost loses, but then he, he, he manages to do it. But Gollum starts to get annoyed. He's getting sick of the game. He just want, he starts getting hungry and frustrated, and he decides he just wants to eat Bilbo. And uh, he's, he's frustrated that Bilbo continues to answer the questions. So finally, he decides, Gollum decides, he's, he's sick of the game. He's like, okay, one more question. This is it. This is the end. And he's decided basically he's just going to attack and eat Bilbo. He's going to let Bilbo ask one more question and then he's done. He just wants to eat Bilbo. <laughs> Poor Bilbo. And Bilbo can feel it. Bilbo sees that he's getting closer. He come, he actually comes out of the water and he starts touching Bilbo and like, you know, uh, looking at him like he's very hungry and Bilbo's really nervous. He's got his sword, but He's he's afraid. So with his other hand, he he just nervous. He puts his hand in his pocket. He feels the ring, and he he forgot about it. And so he just said he talk. He's talking to himself. Bilbo's talking to himself. He says, "What have I got in my pocket?" Right. He's not actually asking a riddle. He's just 
he's surprised. He forgot that he had it. But he says it out loud, and Gollum hears it, and Gollum thinks this is another riddle, right? And Gollum says, what? What? That's not fair. Not fair. You can't ask me that question. And then Bilbo realizes, oh, oh, he thinks this is a question. Uh, So Bilbo decides, no, no, you have to guess what's in my pocket, right? And he gives him three guesses. So Bilbo hopes this is his chance to, to win the contest and maybe escape. And, of course, Gollum can't guess what's in his pocket. And um, Bilbo says, okay, you lose. You have to show me how to get out. And Gollum says, okay, okay, I'll show you, but uh, I I need to go home and I'll come right back. I'm coming right back. So Gollum goes back to the island. And Gollum, he has a plan. His plan is to get the ring, become invisible, and then attack Bilbo and kill him, right? Because if he's invisible, Bilbo has no chance, even with the sword. So that, Gollum's planning to murder him and kill him. But um, Gollum goes back to his little home, and the ring is gone. And he realizes, oh my god, I lost the ring, I lost the ring, I And he's going crazy, right? Because he loves, 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 loves that ring. And again, in the later books, we find out it's because this ring is super, super powerful and it kind of destroys the mind of someone who has it for too long and it brings out the evil in people. Luckily, Bilbo is such a good person that uh, it doesn't have a bad effect on him, really. But it has a really bad effect on Gollum. So Gollum starts going crazy and then Gollum realizes what does he have in his pocket, right? The question. And he he starts to realize he has my ring. He has my ring. And he loves the ring so much and because of the evil power of the ring, he forgets about the sword and he's just so angry he decides to go back and attack and kill Bilbo and get that ring back. Because this is his thing that he loves the most. His precious. My precious. Right? He's planning to murder him. And uh, he's coming and Bilbo sees like he's coming and Bilbo knows, right? Bilbo can see that, oh my God, he's coming to kill me. And Bilbo's, oh, and once again, he puts his his, his hands in his pocket and the ring kind of just goes onto his finger by accident, by accident. But again, this is a magic ring, so it may be not by accident. Right. But right now in this story, we think maybe by accident. So the ring goes on to his finger. Bilbo becomes invisible. Of course, Bilbo has no idea. He doesn't know it's magic. He doesn't know he's invisible. But Gollum comes and Bilbo starts running away. Gollum can hear him running. So Gollum's chasing him. And uh, Bilbo falls down. And he thinks, oh my God, he's going to kill me. But he's invisible. So Gollum just goes right past him. And Bilbo's confused. He doesn't know what happened. That Why did Gollum not see him? But he decides to follow Gollum. He thinks about killing Gollum. He thinks, now's my chance. I can kill him. Right? But here we see the goodness of Bilbo. He has a chance. He can kill Gollum if he wants to. He's, but he decides that, you know, well... I can't kill him. He doesn't have a weapon and I have a sword. It's not fair. And he also kind of imagines, suddenly he imagines like Gollum's poor life being underground all the time, dark and alone. And he feels pity. He feels sad for this poor creature, even though Gollum wants to kill him. But Bilbo still has such a good heart. He just said, oh, I can't do it. I can't kill him. Um, and so 
He doesn't kill him. He just follows him. And Gollum, Gollum thinks Bilbo's up ahead, right? So he's Gollum's trying to like, oh, I gotta find him. I gotta find him and get my ring back. And as he's going, Gollum is talking to himself because Gollum's alone. He always talks to himself. My precious, my precious, always talking to himself. And as he's talking, he's saying, ah, oh, he stole it. He stole my ring. He can be, he, maybe he's invisible. I can't see him. Where's he going? He's a liar. He knows how to get out. He's going to the back door. He's going to escape. So he's, Gollum thinks, ah, Bilbo lied to him. Bilbo stole his ring. Bilbo knows how to leave. Bilbo's going to escape now and take his ring. And he's talking out loud. And so because he's talking out loud, Bilbo learns from Gollum, ah, this ring makes me invisible. Ah, now he understands why Gollum can't see him. And he follows Gollum. And of course, Gollum leads him to the exit, right? Because Gollum thinks he's going to escape. So Gollum is running there. Gollum leads him to a tunnel that goes out of the mountains. That So he can, it's called the back door. He can escape. But at one moment, but at the last moment, Gollum Gollum's getting close, but he can't go outside. Gollum hates the sunlight, so he's he just stops and he's blocking the the path. And he suddenly he gets very quiet and he can hear Bilbo. He knows Bilbo's around, right? He knows he's invisible. And Bilbo's, what do I do? What do I do? Again, he decides he's not gonna kill him. So Bilbo just stands up and runs and jumps and jumps over Gollum. Gollum tries to grab him. He can kind of hear him, but he misses and Bilbo keeps on running. And Gollum, no, you know, screams, but Gollum's afraid to follow because he's not invisible. The goblins might catch him. It's the, he hates the light. Then uh, the ring falls off his finger <laughs> and some goblins see him when he gets to the, uh, when he gets to the uh, back door. He puts the ring back on again. So you can see this is the trickiness of the ring where the ring will kind of fall off at bad moments and where it might go on to his finger accidentally. This gives us just the slight idea that this ring, ha is there's something weird about this ring. It seems to have a, a, almost like a mind of its own. But anyway, he puts the ring back on. The goblins are running around trying to find him. He hides and... Finally, he gets through the door. He squeezes through the door. He gets stuck in the door because it's closed most of the way. It's really big and heavy. He can't push it. And finally, they're coming to get him and he, his buttons pop off and he runs and he, gets, he escapes outdoors. He gets out into the valley. He's in a valley. He's outside in the sunlight and he escapes, at least for now. And the next chapter, we'll see what comes next, of course. But Bilbo escapes and he has the ring. So that's it. As I said, this chapter for the for the rest of the Lord of the Rings, this is probably the most important chapter because this is how the ring gets found. And later, if you read The Fellowship of the Ring, the next book, Gandalf explains a lot of, of what the ring is, how did Gollum get the ring, uh, why... Why is it important that Bilbo got it? All of that stuff. But for now, we don't know any of that. It just seems like a magic ring that makes Bilbo invisible 
and it helps him escape. So Bilbo escaped. So this is the first time. This is the first time with help from the ring. Okay, so he gets some help from fate or luck or whatever. He has assistance in a way, but... But really, this is the first time Bilbo faces danger, faces a terrible, scary problem all by himself, right? And I think the key points to this is that it's his first time to face danger all alone. And he, he is terrified. He is miserable. But the, the, the main thing, the important thing is that he continues to move forward. He makes that decision. What can I do? I must keep going. He doesn't quit. He doesn't just sit in the dark and cry and hope somebody rescues him, right? He, he realizes, I've got to move forward. So he keeps moving forward, even though he's scared, even though he's miserable, he keeps going forward. And he has some good luck finding the ring, of course. Uh, and he, of course, he, he has his little sword. And he does his best. He does the best he can, right? He does the best he can in the riddle contest. Uh, he has a little. He has some good luck. Sometimes we need a bit of good luck, right? But the key thing is he does his part. He doesn't quit. He keeps going. He keeps trying, and he manages to escape. He manages to get out. And this, of course, is a very big turning point, a very important point in his life, because this is the first time for him to save himself. Gandalf doesn't rescue him. The dwarves don't come and get him. He escapes, of course, with help of the ring. But he does this all by himself through his own determination, right? His own decision to keep going, to not quit. And I think that's a good, uh, a good message for all of us that, you know, when we face something and sometimes when we first face uh, big challenges or difficulties in our life, in our lives, um, yeah, oftentimes, especially the first few times, it can be terrifying. You know, like something simple like, uh, let's say you're trying to learn public speaking. Well, the first several times you give a speech to people, you probably feel f terrified. You might shake. It might be a d terrible disaster, but you survive. You keep going forward. You keep trying, and eventually you get better. All right, let's go to I'll do some, a few quick comments and questions, and then... We're done. Like I said, I'm going to do a little bit shorter shows now. So let's, we're going to move more quickly during the shows. And just, you know, a, a quick hello to everybody saying hi. Good, good to see you all. Good to see you, Fernanda. Just want to say hi to you. Okay, Gerson's saying, yeah, to discuss some of the vocab in this. Uh, I will. In future chapters, I'll bring up a few of the words from each chapter, and we can discuss some vocab as well. Uh, you know, like, turning point is actually a good phrase. Uh, it's, it's quite a common I don't, a phrase that we use in English, a turning point. A turning point is a point in, uh, in life where... A big change happens, right? Where your life becomes quite different. Or we could use it in sports. It was a turning point in the game, right? That a certain play, a cert something happened in the game, and from that point, the game became quite different. Maybe the, the different teams started winning, for example. So a turning point. A turning point is a point in time that 
causes a big change in in events, in future events, turning point. Yeah, like Fernanda says, we can overcome everything in life. I think just the, like I said, the the main message, the main thing Bilbo does, and I think this is the message from Tolkien, and this is a good message for all of us, all regular people, right? People who aren't naturally super strong, people who are not naturally super heroic, is keep going forward. Keep moving forward. Just keep going when you're scared it's a don't don't feel bad if you're scared being scared is no, is natural don't feel bad if you're miserable if you're really really unhappy during tough times during scary situations during hard challenges it's okay to be miserable and unhappy it's okay to wish you were somewhere else it's okay to be afraid the one thing that you must do however is keep moving forward keep going forward that's how you will overcome that's how you will survive and overcome and learn and eventually get stronger and maybe a large turning point in your life. Maybe you will create a turning point in your life by just continuing to move forward. Don't stop. This is the main thing. People stop, right? They get they get overwhelmed and they just, ah, uh, and they, they stop and they, they focus too much on the bad feelings and they don't keep going. Okay, Gerson says, I'm trying to read this book in English. Great. Using uh, Google Translate for some of the words I don't know. That's totally fine. Yep, you can use any any kind of app or you can, you know, use uh, a built-in dictionary in your e-reader, your electronic reader. Whatever you like to do, that's fine. Uh, just, just do your best. Try it. Maybe, maybe it's quite difficult for you. And if that's the case, just keep going forward. Do your best. It, it's okay if you don't understand a lot of it. Maybe you come back next year and try again and it's easier next year. Okay? So don't don't, don't get too upset. Uh, Mahidar is asking about my Gab account. Is my name AJ Hogue? A-J-H-O-G-E. AJ Hogue on Gab. That's me. It's 420 here in Egypt. Hey, Ibrahim Ali. Sorry. Yeah, I'm... I'm Doing my best. Faith Idiom says he should never have used the ring's power to flee because it's power to have influence over him. Well, as we see, though, because he's so good, the the ring does not really corrupt um, Bilbo. I think also at this point, the ring is not so strong because uh, Sauron, the master of the ring, is not, uh, you know, fully powerful yet. So in this part of the story, you know, I, I, I would disagree because it saves his life. Without the ring, he would have probably been killed. So sometimes we have to do difficult things um, that are not 
ideal, <laughs> we have to take a risk just to survive. Maybe that's another message, right? He has to use it. If he didn't use it, he would be dead. But I think we see through the story, you'll see that Bilbo does not become corrupted by Bilbo never becomes evil. Even in the next book, we see after having it a long time, uh, a little bit, you know, he becomes kind of greedy. My precious, I want it. Right? It's hard for him to let go of the ring. Uh, when he becomes, but he's quite old at that point uh, in the next book. But he, he's never evil. Bilbo never harms anybody uh, unless he's defending himself. But Bilbo is, you know, always has a good heart. And I think this is why, like in the Lord of the Rings 2, Frodo, similar, and Sam, that we we find out really in the, the future books, Gandalf talks about this, that that's why the hobbits carried the rings. It's because they, they in the in the story, like in the next story, you know, Frodo tries to give the ring to Gandalf. You take it, you take it, because he's scared. Um, and Gandalf says, no, 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 I can't take it because Gandalf's too powerful. And the, the ring is so powerful that powerful people are more easily corrupted. Right. This is kind of a message of the whole story and that what's. The, the thing that makes the hobbits special, it's not their power, it's their goodness. And that, that even though like in the next story, Frodo carries the ring right into, the, into Mordor, um, and at the very end, he's kind of corrupted, but he still never really tries to kill anybody or harm anybody, but he, he, he wants to possess it. But anyway, the point is that uh, only the hobbits could do it. That any, uh, anyone else, Gandalf, says this that anyone else who tried to take the ring even if they were very powerful and they seem good uh, would eventually become corrupt the power would be too much and they would be turned to evil so Gandalf refuses I can't even Gandalf who we know is very good refuses to take the ring he's, he's afraid the power would corrupt him eventually and turn him to evil and if you're familiar with the other stories, uh, Galadriel, like a very, very powerful elf prince, uh, queen, also refuses to take it for the same reason. And so the, the power of the, the or the, the, what makes the Hobbit so special is their goodness and their humility, right? It's actually their lack of power gives them something special in a way. That's a nice message, I think, for normal people. It's kind of a hopeful message from Tolkien. All right, one more question, and I'm going to go. Now, just Richardson says, thanks, AJ, for being part of our lives. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you. All right, well, that's chapter five, guys. I'm going to go. Like I said, I'm trying to keep, I'm going to try to do more shows now, a few more shows, but um, keep them shorter. So this hopefully will allow me to do more. So lots of love to you. We will continue with the next chapter on to chapter six next of The Hobbit. As always, join my VIP program. Get those, of course, those free bonus movie lessons. Learn the whole movie, The Matrix, The Matrix. And also, of course, commit, don't quit. Keep getting those VIP lessons every month at EffortlessEnglishClub.com, EffortlessEnglishClub.com.